Happy Families podcast. It's the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. You know what? It's going to be 23 years this weekend. I'm just saying, I don't know if you knew that or not, but do I get brownie points for knowing that? You sure do. (laughs) What are we doing? This weekend. That's for me to know and you to find out. Is that okay? Can I organise it? Since you obviously haven't because you're asking what we're doing. And now here's the stars of our show, my mum and dad. G'day, this is Dr. Justin Coulson, the uh, founder of happyfamilies.com.au. I'm here with my wife, uh, Mrs. Happy Families, Kylie, my, uh, I was going to say love of my life, but does that sound just way too cheesy for a podcast where there's tens of thousands of people listening to every episode? It kind of does, doesn't it? I, I love it so much more than life partner. Yeah, yeah, that does sound a little <laughs> bit light, doesn't it? Uh, um, now, speaking of uh, making things sound awesome, uh, we got some really big news. Yes, we did. <laughs> so there's uh, there's all sorts of podcast charts that are out there and you can look them up all over Google and they give you all kinds of different information. But there's only one in Australia that really counts. It's called the Australian Podcast tracker. It's the one that looks at the biggest podcasts in the country and ranks them once a month. And um, well, the news is, thank you very much to you, our Happy Families listeners, uh, as a result of the number of you who are now listening to the Happy Families podcast. According to the Australian podcast tracker, this podcast is now the number one parenting podcast in the country. Isn't that fantastic? So exciting. Uh, mainly because what that means is that we're sharing this stuff with you and it's helping you to make your family happier and you're telling people about it. You're leaving those ratings, those reviews, and more and more people uh, listening to the podcast, which means that we get to help more people. And that, more than anything, matters to us. Don't really care what number we are. And, and in fairness to some of the other people who are doing some extraordinarily good work, not every podcast in the country gets ranked on the Australian podcast tracker. So there may be some other people out there who are doing great stuff as well. And we don't want to take away from what they're doing, but it's official. Okay. We are number one in parenting and family because we are on that tracker and, uh, and it's looking great. Hey, um, let's talk about tonight and the happy families membership webinar that's happening. You don't have to be a member. You can pay 30 bucks and participate in the webinar tonight, or you can become a member for $17 a month. It's much cheaper and get tonight's webinar. I can't wait for what I'm going to be talking about. So tonight we're talking about parenting on the same page. I think this is probably one of the number one things that people want to know on on Facebook, on your Instagram pages is just this idea of how do we how do we come together? Yeah, and and when I look at the messages that come through, almost all of them, literally almost all of them come from mums who are saying I just want my husband to listen. I want my husband to be open. And that's what I love about the the podcast, by the way. We're getting messages from people all the time who are saying dads are listening. You know, wives are saying to their husbands, you've got to listen to these guys and and dads are actually listening. So all all the dads that are listening, thank you so much for actually getting on the same page. But there are some parents, some mums particularly, who are just desperate for a, a dad, for a husband to consider that there might be better ways to raise their kids. There's a great quote that I love from Epictetus. He says, you can't teach a man what he thinks he already knows. And I think it's interesting that he doesn't say you can't teach a woman what she thinks she already knows. <laughs> she, he, he says, you can't teach a man what he thinks he already knows. Uh, and that's, I think, the really big challenge, isn't it? We think we know parenting. We think we were raised fine. And we think that if we raise our kids the way we think they should be raised, that's it. And what does our partner really think uh, telling us how to raise these kids of ours. 
when we were dating. <laughs> Back in prehistoric times, yes. You did something really different. I, I had dated a few different guys and I had never experienced this before. I was I was a one of a kind kind you, of guy, wasn't I? Really? Yes, you yeah. were. <laughs> but you used to... You, we, we used to, as we drive around, we would watch other couples in their cars and they would be staring out the window in different directions or just, you know, sitting in silence. And you and I just looked at each other and were like, what are they doing? There's so much to talk about. <laughs> All right, but, but that's fine. Some people are introverted. Some people are quiet. Not every couple has to be very conversational. Well, we just didn't stop talking. And part of that was because you did this crazy thing. You you used to ask me all of these hypothetical questions. Literally, like, what would you do if your 16-year-old's taking drugs? Or what would you do if, I don't know, your two-year-old paints poo on the walls? You just asked me all of these, like, random, crazy questions about life. Well, that's how you get to know somebody. And I was really intentional. We, we haven't shared this on the podcast, and this is not the podcast for it, but I'm going to share a 15-second version of it. I was really intentional about dating. I reached a point in my life where I knew that I wanted to get married. I was still very young, but I just knew that I wanted to get married. I wanted to get on with the next stage of my life. And so I literally approached dating in a methodical way where I thought I'm going to go on these platonic dates with as many girls as I can and I'm going to learn everything that I can about them, which meant that I had to ask lots of questions. And the best way to ask questions is to try to get people to predict their futures by saying, what would you do in this situation? How many kids do you think that you want to have? Not that I was talking about white picket fences and kids on first dates with everybody, but it, it was about that hypothetical thing. So it helps to create a level of alignment and a level of certainty as that dating progresses into a relationship that's going to ultimately form a marriage in in our case. In our time together as husband and wife, I often think back to those conversations. You know what? It's going to be 23 years this weekend. I'm just saying, I don't know if you knew that or not, but do I get brownie points for knowing that? You sure do. (laughs) What are we doing? This weekend. That's for me to know and you to find out. Is that okay? Can I organise it? Since you obviously haven't because you're asking what we're doing. (laughs) I love it. Maybe maybe I know and maybe I don't. (laughs) (laughs) But I often think back to those conversations and I think about the fact that at the time, I thought I knew all the answers. Yeah. I had so much clarity about how I would respond (laughs) to all of those different scenarios and, you know, difficulties that seemed to challenge everyone else. But in my 19-year-old mind, thought that there was no way I was going to be stumped by all of these things. Mm. And as we've matured and developed <laughs> as, as a husband and wife and, and as a family. Changed. Not only have our answers all changed, but we don't actually have all the answers. Yeah. We were we were pretty well aligned before we had children. And what the research tells us is that when it comes to couples and being on the same page, 90% of couples have more arguments after they have children. And, and they argue about so much stuff. Uh, the research says that they argue. I, I, I'm surprised that men have as much to say about many of these things as they do since they affect mums so much more. But they argue about bottle or breast. They argue about cloth or disposable. They argue about co-sleeping versus sleeping in their own bed. As the kids get older, they argue about how many extracurricular activities there are going to be or what school the kids are going to go to. The biggest, the biggest argument, what do you think it would be about? Discipline. 100%. It's all about discipline. So when we come back after the break, let's talk about tonight's webinar and specifically 
a couple of things that parents can do to get on the same page. It's the Happy Families Podcast. For a happier family, try a Happy Families membership because a happy family doesn't just happen. Details at happyfamilies.com.au. It's the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. And we've been giving you a little bit of a sneak peek at tonight's webinar, Parenting on the Same Page. So the webinar is for all of our Happy Families members. If you are not a Happy Families member, you've you've got to get on it. So the webinar normally costs $30. You can buy it in the Happy Families shop right now. But if you're a member of the Happy Families family, you know, the if you've got a Happy Families membership, it's $12 a month or $17 a month for premium members. You save a whole lot of money and you get a monthly webinar and loads of other features that the membership brings you. So much value, so cheap. Tonight's webinar as you said, Kylie, parenting on the same page. There are eight different things that I'm going to share with parents to get on the same page, not to mention a whole lot of research about why we're not on the same page and what's going wrong. But I reckon if in the time that we've got now, if we can share two or three, maybe four of those ideas, maybe we can help some people who are not happy family members to at least get some alignment in their relationship and their parenting. Well, I picked my three favourites. Okay, I'm ready. So the first one, you can't change your spouse. <laughs> yes. Don't we wish we could sometimes? Yeah. John Gottman did this. Uh, John Gottman is like the marriage guru of the globe. Nobody knows marriage like Gottman. He's just got this reputation of being extraordinary. And what Gottman's research shows is that when you – this sounds really bad. I'm so, I don't know if he says it like this, but uh, the way I say it is when you marry somebody, you actually marry a set of problems. <laughs> now, some people are like – Like people yep. who leave their socks under the kitchen table. <laughs> You do. And or to, leave the toilet seat off. You, you want to be really careful about the set of problems that you choose because nobody is perfect. Everybody brings with them a set of problems. And I think my dad warned you about mine, didn't he? I'm going to I'm I'm going to ignore that and just keep on talking. <laughs> and 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 what happens is that not only do you marry a set of problems, but so does your spouse. In other words, you become a set of problems to somebody else as well as them being a, becoming a set of problems to you. And Gottman's research also shows that about 70% of the problems in your spouse will never change. Some will, some won't. But the ones that do change, they change because your spouse wants to change them, not because you pestered them and hassled them and harangued them and tell them that they need to be better and they're not quite who you thought they were when you married them. And the more you try to change your spouse, the more they dig their heels in, the harder they are to, um, to work with, to get on the same page, to have any sort of alignment with. It, like it's a personal affront when you keep on saying, you need to stop doing that. You're not good enough. Change this, change that. People don't like being around you when you do that. It's really tricky when your spouse has or your partner has, you know, a trait that it really kind of just rubs you up the wrong way though. It's really hard to kind of work through that. So number two is build your relationship. And I think that this kind of can help us in that process. One of the things that happens when couples get out of alignment, it's kind of like, can you imagine being in a kayak or a canoe and trying to paddle in one direction while your paddling partner is pushing in a different direction? You go nowhere. Or The person who's got more energy just overpowers the other one. And it's a miserable experience for everybody. That's what happens in a relationship when there's no alignment, when you can't get on the same page. And it's such a waste of energy. 
But if we can build our relationship, what happens then is we start to understand one another better. We start to work together. We start to be interested in one another again. You build the relationship by investing in what I call the emotional bank account. That is, you're kind to one another. You listen. You take influence from one another. You develop a sense of trust. And as that trust builds, you start to influence one another in hopefully positive ways. Isn't that what happens when you date and you, you know, you well, go in a perfect world, yes, courtship and, and yet somewhere along the line, we kind of lose sight of all of those, you know, things that we would do to build a relationship because life takes over. Yeah. And as the relationship deteriorates, trust is undermined and influence goes out the window. It's so, so important to be able to say to your partner, I trust you. I back you. If this is the way that you think that we should go, then I'm I'm open to that. I'm willing to take influence from you. But I would love to know that if I feel strongly about something that you might do that as well. It's 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 about give and take. And the research again shows that in the relationships where we get this right, we have much higher relationship satisfaction. Uh, the research also shows that we have much higher sexual satisfaction and we also do better as parents. So then the last one you've actually just touched on briefly is being open to influence. Now, this is probably the area where, you know, as I read between the lines often in some of the comments, I feel like mums find particular struggles with their partners not wanting to take, you know, influence or direction or guidance or even collaboration from them. They kind of see something one way and that's the only way that they're going to kind of move forward. So how do we how do we work through that when we're open to it but our partner's not? Often we think we're open to it so long as they're willing to do what we say. So I might say, of course I'm open to your influence. This is what I think we should do. And then I wait for you to agree so I can say that I've been open to your influence because when you agree with me, then I'm open to your influence. And I see that happening a lot, not just with dads, but with mums as well. We get really fixed. We get really rigid. We're pretty sure that the values that we're bringing to the situation are the right ones and everyone should just bow down to what we're saying. So I would say to both partners, but especially to any dads who are listening, every now and again, just pause. And instead of saying, this is what we're going to do, or you never listen to me and this is how it's got to be. I would say, hey, I'm really curious. What do you think? There's something that is just so powerful about saying to your partner, what do you think? And that's different to saying, oh, look, I don't care. Figure it out for yourself, which many people will do because they they, they become apathetic. And uh, often one parent will say, look, you look after the kids and I'll look after this or you know that kind of thing. That's not what I'm saying. When you can really get alignment, you sit down and talk about an issue and you say, I'm really struggling with this and this is what I think we should do, but what do you think? What way would you like to go? Same page parenting webinar tonight. For those of you who are members, you have access to that. For those of you who are not, you can grab your tickets at happyfamilies.com.au. Or you can just become a member of the Happy Families family. If you do that, you get the membership, you get a whole lot of other stuff, and it's all yours for as little as $12 per month. We really hope that you've enjoyed this Same Page Parenting <laughs> uh, podcast. I only said webinar, that's tonight. Uh, if you did enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and review because those ratings and reviews help other people to find out about the podcast and make their families happier. We did receive a, a, a response from Valentina who said, I just wanted to send you a short thank you for your amazing podcast. I've been listening for a few years now. I'm a mum to one daughter who's just turned six and I've honestly struggled with getting my head around it all because as soon as I do, it changes. 
<laughs> juggling, dropping the balls of life with kids. I find so much value from your offerings and I'm loving the new format with Kylie and Justin together. I've laughed, cried, nodded with enthusiasm as everything you discuss really resonates and transfers to my own world. Thank you again, Val. Well, Val, we really appreciate the feedback. Five-star ratings and reviews wherever you listen to your podcasts or send us an email, podcasts at happyfamilies.com.au. Really appreciate the work of Justin Rulon from Bridge Media. And our executive producer is Craig Bruce. If you'd like more information about making your family happier, including those memberships, you can get it all at happyfamilies.com.au. Listener.